Hello and welcome to Through the Mist with me, your host Joe. This is a Void and Theory podcast where we look at the law and try to understand how it all works. In this episode, we'll be looking at... Yep, I could have sworn we were looking at the River Sticks. Everybody, welcome back to the pod. We've got a guest with us this week, this week, this month. Every do I do it every time, every time. Friend, uh, do I have to remind you the difference between a week and a month? I don't know. Introduce yourself, person, human being. Hi, it is me. I am uh, Robert, aka the Damn Meme Page. You might have seen me on the internet making little funny. The hahas for other Percy Jackson podcasts, including this one. Yeah, boy. That's mm-hmm. yeah. That's who they are. That's that is what this is, guys. So yeah, Robert's come along. We're gonna have some fun. But as always, before we go anywhere, we've got to uh, address some things that have happened recently since the last episode came out. And then uh, the, the main one is that we um we have a Percy. Yeah, we have a Percy Jackson. I can't believe it. It's amazing. We 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 have him. It's good old uh, Walker Scobell Scobells. I'm just gonna call him Scooby. It's Walker. We've got Walker. Walker, who recently appeared in the Adam Project. For everyone that doesn't know, but obviously scouted by the Percy Jackson casting people beforehand, because that would be very quick turnaround. If not. There was a there was a quite a hoo ha in the fandom over just after it was announced with what actual accounts he has. So uh, I put I'm putting links down in the descriptions to the uh, their twitters and Instagrams, um, so you can actually make sure you're following the right ones. Main main objective is they have a profile picture of them flipping, which is just kind of you know cool. Like doing a flip or flipping someone the bird. Doing a flip. Like because like he plays young like Ryan Reynolds character but the younger version in the Adam Project, and from the clips and bits I've seen of just him interacting with Ryan Reynolds, he's um he's he's a he's a thirteen year old boy. What else can I say? Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. It's gonna be great fun. Everyone. My favorite fact that I've learned is apparently he has the entire Deadpool two script memorized. Ooh, that is a very good fact toyed okay and also in a in personal podcast news we put another question out as we always do and um usually robert here gives us a very insightful answer however you just decided to give us a spelling mistake yeah i had to ca- i had to call it out i'm sorry buddy you wrote uh how do you define de- density instead of destiny i mean it was it was it was correct your answer but at the <laughs> yes. same time <sighs> I hate myself. Um, <laughs> however, we did get one answer asking the question that was I meant to ask. Um, and that was from Darian, as always. Thank you, Darian, for actually adding something to this. It's just not me just talking into the abyss. Um, and that was, uh, as Robert said, the question was, how defined is destiny in the universe? And Darian just wrote, it's a paradox. If you know it, it your actions make it happen if you didn't learn it it wouldn't have been different and you know what fairs yeah fairs fairs really fairs 
Fares. That's weird. It's it's the same thing. It's the same problem I have with y'all saying maths. I've been adoctrinated. They both sound correct <laughs> to me. Um, <laughs> but like that that Davin's thing there just remind me of the one thing in Doctor Who that I always think of um sometimes, which is once you've read it, it's now it can't be changed. You can't rewrite the future once it's been read. <laughs> I, I was just gonna go with it's a big bowl of wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. Exactly. Exactly. What I was thinking because of me making fun of you for uh, for misspelling destiny, I was thinking of have you have you seen Back to the Future? Yes, I've seen the Back to the Futures. Yeah, no, there's that scene where Marty's dad is trying to flirt with his mom and be like, "I'm George McFly. I'm your density." What? <laughs> I mean, I'm your <laughs> destiny. I mean, that's even worse, getting it yeah. verbally incorrect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, right then. We'll actually move on to the episode now. So, music break. what we're here to talk about so yes we're doing the river sticks specifically all the oaths that were said in the universe on the river sticks so we've got a little background okay but is it river sticks or is some like pompous greek teacher gonna be like actually it's the river sykes i've heard other people say how does it have oh i it because i say six i I think i heard someone say like sticksy or something like that and then, and then some people say more like the stick of a tree. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care enough. <laughs> feel... This is this is not a this is not a grammar podcast. This, this is, is a... at this at this point. As long as you know what I'm on about, who cares? Yes. So, uh, in the myths, we have the big sticks moment is during the first Titan War. That initial thing that is the rehash of the books. What happens again in the books? So, next, along with her kids, Nike victory. Zelos rivalry, Catros, isn't that Kratos? Yeah, Kratos strength and Bia and Bia power were the first of the old order to um, side with Zeus. So, so the first of the non-twelve to side with him, hmm. and uh, because of that, Zeus went, "I'm not honor you, mate." You're going to get honoured by making your your name the Oath of the Gods. That is what it shall be. That's your big hurrah. And then, so, obviously, they had already come up with a system of how these oaths were going to be done. So to make an oath on the River Styx, it was said that you would need to gather a golden pitcher of water, which would then be poured by the deity while making the oath, and you would then were bound to keep it. So Styx was out of the jug of water in a golden pitcher they'd pour the water of the, their water you know <laughs> gods how they do these things mm-hmm. and they pour themselves while the oath is being said and bada bim bada boom there's two big examples of oaths being done in the myths um one was helios promising his son pantheon anything he was desired and zeus did the same thing with one of his lovers uh semele both ended up in disaster but not because the oath was broken but because they didn't they couldn't break the oath that makes sense 
<laughs> no, it does. I think I know about the the Pantheon one, maybe kind of. I don't know anything about the Zeus lover, Semele, Semele, whatever her name is. I was not aware of the punishment that the gods had to undergo if they broke an oath on the River Styx. Yes, so there is there was said to be a punishment. So the punishment in the myths is outlined, and it was uh, they and it was if the gods broke it, they would lie unmoving for a year, unable to breathe or partake of ambrosia and nectar, and then after that year, they would be exiled from the council of the gods and for. I'm forbidden from any gatherings or festivities. Which is definitely not what happens in Percy Jackson. <laughs> no, that is not what happens at all. The oaths are a bit different. Talking about the books. Let's head over there now. Oh, hey, look, it's a door to the books. about the loose shop theme i can't i can't think about your theme song anymore i don't know why it's just out of my brain now oh and isn't it like isn't it like almost 11 yeah it's late. Are, is, is your brain working? Are you functioning? Uh, it's, it's gone back up to functioning. Yeah. That's fantastic. <sighs> da books. Da books. In the books, we still have the oaths. The oaths are still there. They're big, strong things. However, the ceremony and the myths and the punishment... That's not quite exactly what happens anymore to either of them. Yeah. Because in the books, all you need to do is, at the end of whatever you say, say, I swear on the river sticks. That. It's just like, it's like a, it's like an over-glorified New Year's resolution. Except if you don't do it, instead of like feeling bad that you didn't go to the gym all year, you you die. <laughs> or something, yeah. Exactly. Or something bad happens to you that's <laughs> yeah. like, as bad as dying. Yeah, it's a bit... Um, so we do have a number of oaths throughout all the books and here are they are now so um, the first oath we hear about is the pact of the big three of course everyone knows that one mm -hmm. skip that we'll come back to that later in the sea of monsters we get annabeth's one where about protecting percy which is an iffy one yeah that will roll back through right at the end we'll come back to that one in towards the film in um bottle we have the uh Aeneas allowing safe passage through the arena one, which you know gets null and void when he dies. We have the two. We have two in uh, the last Olympian. Nico saying that he didn't know what Hades' plans was, and Percy's wish and the enforcement to grant it at the end of the book. Um, then we have lost hero. We have Jason wants to hide the fact that Thalia is his sister, so he makes Annabeth swell with the sticks. In uh, Son of Neptune, you get the Percy and Phineas like six or seven that happened just there in moa we get a couple piper evicting the ghosts and leo proving that he wasn't lying house of hades you get leo and eclipso and then uh in boo you get that nico would come back to will after speaking with percy and then you get in the hidden oracle and basically 
runs throughout the trials of Apollo. Uh, the uh, Apollo vowing he wouldn't play music or use a bow until he became a god again one. And right at the end of the book, Apollo saying he's going to find Meg again. That they are all the O's. And like yeah. you can, there's two main things that you can pick out from just running through the list is that they're either used to enforce something happening or as a way to prove that you are 100% telling the truth, no lies. Like it is the, I can't be lying because I've sworn this is what is true, you know? For me, I feel like, it, you know, someone will be like, Robert, did you eat the cookies? And I'm like, no, I swear I never sticks. And then the memory will come back. Oh, wait, no, I did eat the cookies. My bad. <laughs> Too late. And then I just like combust and explode and lose all my limbs. How Whatever happens. All, all my friends die from a cookie-related death. Cookie-related death. What a way to go, though. Are, are we talking like choking on an Oreo or like... A giant cookie just falls on you and crushes you. I know. You. I came up with like five different ways to die by cookie. Jeez. <laughs> are, are one you, of them. Should I be afraid? One of them was ninja star cookies. Oh, that's a good idea, actually. Oh, and you, you and I could open up a business. We could be cookie assassins. <laughs> no, no. Okay. See, that's vague enough where do we assassinate cookies? Or do we assassinate with cookies, you know? Exactly. Gover- g- governments that are listening to this podcast and recording, you can't get us. You, you don't know exactly what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so the oaths. Uh, <laughs> we've got that list. Who cares? We're just going to get... Let's get down to the nitty gritty and the two that we know to have been broken. The Pact of the Big Three and Apollo's random Bowie talk. Which which one should we talk about first? Which which one would be more interesting to talk about? Because yeah, the big three oath, whatever. You can't expect Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades to contain themselves for the rest of existence. But then you talk about the Apollo one, and you're like, oh, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll, we'll just run through the pack to the big three because like, it gives us a few couple hints because of it about what the rules in the books are about these oaths. But <sighs> as Robert said, nothing major happens. Pack to the big three. If you have forgotten what this is, this is the pact between Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades did not have kids anymore. That is what it is. Um, it comes into effect towards the end of World War II, um, prompted by what we call the Great Prophecy being foretold. It definitely, here's the only question I constantly have about the Pact of the Big Three, is, so it definitely gets broken twice with Thalia and Percy. Mm-hmm. Does Jason count? Uh, I, If I recall, the books try to make a big deal if it, it doesn't count because he's, like, their mother called upon Jupiter instead of Zeus, and that counted as different enough, but also... They're like Talia and and Jay, eh, Talia and Jason are like still blood siblings from the same mother and same father, so it's a weird gray area. Yeah, and like so, just in general, all the Roman demigods, like you can't just say that Jupiter kids were rare beforehand. That just feels wrong. Yeah, <laughs> so like suddenly there were no Jupiter kids, and then one appeared. So what? what I just want. I want. I would love a pre-Heroes of Olympus, Camp Jupiter uh, book set. Just, you know, just give us, like, 
Like the weird happening. thing is, I remember in Son of Neptune, they're like, "Oh yeah, Sons of Neptunes are rare because like Romans don't associate with the sea that much." And I'm like, "Okay, fine. That's that's your okay, Rick. I see you. That's your little you know very poor excuse as to why there are no other children of Neptune or Poseidon or whatever. Fine. Um, Pluto is apparently respected, and like everyone wants to have kids with him. From what it sounds like, I don't understand, but sure." Yeah. People look at Hazel. They look at her curse as the weird part. They don't look at her being a daughter of Pluto as the weird part. Except she, uh, well, they thought Nika was, kind of is. Except yeah. she was the only one. It's all weird. It's it's just, it's weird. Um, yeah. And it's a plot hole. That's fine. Moving on. Um, <laughs> we could sit here for day- That That's another episode for you, Owen. Just the plot holes in the Rio universe. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, Robert. I try and plug the plot holes. I try and plug the holes, and then, and when I can't, when I can't, the end of the episode goes meh, and that's it. That's that's the that's that's what you, it is. You gotta unplug all the holes and start drowning, and figure out a way to not drown. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the one key bit of information we get, or just a useful thing we get about oaths and from the Pact of the Big Six, Big Six. In a in a cosmic sort of way, there are six because it's the three <laughs> yeah. Greek the three Greek versions and the three Roman versions. I'll let you off. With, I'll let you off with that. Um, is that the gods get off lightly? Um, I cut that like as a quote somewhere in the books. I remember it. I've seen it. I just can't be bothered to find it because it's gonna be a that's gonna be a hell of a quote to find. <laughs> um, and then the pact like dies after the Battle of Manhattan. Who cares? Yeah. I feel like that's a weird thing that they're like, we take the ultimate oath to never again have children until we decide to break the oath and like, you know, you know, hey, this doesn't work. Let's just get rid of this, this like super promising oath. See, it's 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 weird because at the start of the books, we're given this reason for the oath existing of because of World War Two and Rick's whole weird thing with that. Yeah. That's a different episode that I've already done. But then, like, in The Last Olympian, you find out that, well, the prophecy gets foretold, and then the oath happens. So it's more about the prophecy than about the war. So the prophecy has happened, therefore there's no need for it to exist. It's just this weird backwards thing that, like, there's a hidden meaning behind the pact yeah. of the big six, effectively. The the other thing is, do just just for just for the memes, just for the giggles, do we think Poseidon was joking at the end of what what was it, Last Olympian, when he was like, uh, "I can send all your brothers and sisters to camp now." I always want to say yes, he was. That he was joking. Yes, he he, he was pulling the ultimate dad joke where Percy's just freaking out. And he's like, "Wait, what?" Yep, later, son. I mean, it's been a year within the book. No, it's been two years in the books, and we haven't had any yet. So I am. Yeah, that's the that's the other weird thing about like Heroes of Olympus and Trials of Apollo. Those ten books take place over the course of two years. Yeah. Okay. Right then, we'll now go a bit deeper into Apollo. So Apollo, 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 Apollo in Toa. So Toa gets a little more interesting, doesn't it? Because we get Apollo as uh, Lester Popper Dobber 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 Liss. 
I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm just very sleep deprived. So that's that's the funniest thing I'm hearing right now. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, Lester Papadopoulos. Love it, love it, love this. That's that's from something. I swear to God, that's from something. Where it's like lop 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 I don't know. I I uh, it's just thing in it. What what whatever. I'm I, let's stop. Just, let's, I don't want to make your editing job harder just by constantly disrupting you. Um yeah. So Lester, as Apollo as Lester, does one of the dumbest moves in history and swears to never use his godly powers again. Like, come on, like, like oh, I hate I hate reading the hidden oracle. Because I, the entire time, I just want to punch Apollo in the face. It's like, uh, it's such just, an idiot. it's, it's a, it's a really strong. Rick wanted to show an example of how Apollo is still arrogant and cocky and still a very bad person. But I think that the uh, literary device he used to to showcase this was a bit too strong, where he has Apollo swear on the river sticks. That until he becomes a god again, he will not use a bow and he will never play any musical instrument again. He breaks this oath about what, like five chapters later? Yeah, within the same book. It's like... It's... Yeah. Not, not even just within the same book, within a few chapters of each other. Like, th- we didn't even get time to, like, let this build and settle. It was just, I make this oath. And, and the reason he makes his oath is because he's very upset. He retains some of his godly ability in archery, but, like, his hand starts to blister. He isn't able to consistently shoot um you know bullseyes he, he becomes worse at his good at his good things even though he's exceptional at them but he's just yeah worse he just hates that he's like he average to try. that he, has to, he try. has to try yeah that's what he hates and he's like well if i have to try i'm just not going to do it again until i'm a god five chapters later oh sorry meg you got kidnapped by a bunch of ants i gotta try and save you with my bow and arrow <laughs> i've gotta i've gotta sing these all, all these ants to like tears or something <laughs> sticks the, the the goddess sticks does not like that by the way no so we have this weird thing where we now have a mortal god hybrid thing emobob that has broken an oath and we have four books to find out what happens to them four books so let's see what sticks does eh? <laughs> uh, almost nothing to apollo just a lot to the people around him yeah so uh they First, like, first big thing we get afterwards, besides the you have broken the curse bit, is uh, that she torments him with the idea that a lot of the death that is occurring around Apollo to people that he's befriending is part of the punishment. So he's not just, it's not just him feeling the effects of the broken. I think, if I recall, I think she says something along the lines, or it's implied somewhere along the lines that, like, you either succeed and become a god and I can't touch you, or you die. So I need to, I need to deliver punishment now for you breaking my oath. Yeah. And really, this, this tormentation only works because Apollo is becoming a better person. Yeah. Um, if it, if he was, if he was still normal Apollo, this wouldn't, this wouldn't do a ting. So, I think that's like in like book. That's in book yeah. three, I think. And then you don't really hear from them again until books until the final book. Yeah, we see her once when Apollo's tripping on River Lethe water. It's it's River Lethe and what's the other river? I forgot. It's one that helps you forget and one that helps you remember. 
because they have to enter they have to enter the 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 oracle place yeah i can't remember what they're called without looking neither do i i neither do i but i do remember that while he's tripping on water <laughs> yeah he's uh when he's trying to stay alive and die at the same time, weird. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, and he he talks to Sticks, who's like, "Yeah, hey, I'm still mad at you. You broke your oath." <laughs> yeah, just reminding reminding us, the reader, that that is still there. It's in the background. We that is still happening. Yeah. So during the final battle in the final book, we get a couple of good big points. First one is when he's actually in the river Sticks. You know, in the rapids. You get this quote which says, uh, Sticks Rapids seem to laugh at me. You see, you broke a vow and now I have you. He was going through some stuff at the time mm-hmm. and this is just like compounding it. It's not it's not going well for him. But then we get the proper big, I'm Sticks and I'm going to explain everything to you um, mm. right at the start of chapter 35. And now I'm going to do something I've never done and just read the start of chapter 35 to everyone because... You have you have you have to set it up, and you got to be like. <clears throat> and now a reading from Tower of Nero, performed today by Owen. I told you so. No, let's let's not go with that voice. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was sticks. It's a bit too it's a bit too funny, isn't it? Uh, oh my! Now it, it yeah, just 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 do it again. Just do um, it again. <clears throat> I told you so. Um. <laughs> Just make her sound like Batman, I guess. Where is she? Rachel! Okay, no. I'll just do it normally. Um, Alright, go for it. I told you so. I never doubted those would be the last words I heard. Next to me, the goddess sticks floated over the void. Her purple-black dress might have been a plume of chaos itself. Her hair drifted like an ink cloud around her beautiful, angry face. I told you so. Of course she had. Months ago at Camp Half-Blood, I had made a rash oath. I had sworn on the river sticks not to play music or use a bow until I was a god again. I regained both counts and the goddess sticks had been dogging my progress ever since, sprinkling tragedy and destruction wherever I went. Now I was about to pay the final price. I would be cancelled. I waited for the sticks to prise my fingers from the obsidian ledge then give me a raspberry as I plummeted into the soupy am- amorphous destruction below. To my surprise, Styx wasn't done talking. Have you learned? she asked. If I hadn't felt so weak, I might have laughed. I had learned all right. I was still learning. At that moment, I realised I'd been thinking about Styx the wrong way all these months. She hadn't put destruction in my path. I'd caused it myself. She hadn't got me into trouble I was the trouble. She had merely called out my recklessness. Yes, I said miserably. Too late, but I get it now. I expected no mercy. Certainly I expected no help. My little finger slipped free from the ledge. Nine more until I fell. Stick's dark eyes studied me, her expression not gloating exactly. She looked more like a satisfied piano teacher whose six-year-old pupil had finally mastered Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Hold on to that then, she murmured. What, the rock, I murmured, or the lesson? Sticks made a sound that did not belong at the brink of chaos. She chuckled with genuine amusement. I suppose you'll have to decide. With that, she dissolved into smoke, which drifted upwards towards the airy chimes of Erebos. I clapped clean to the edge with stubborn determination. 
My wayward pinky found its grip again. I had promised Meg I would return to her. I hadn't sworn it as an oath, but it didn't matter. If I said I would do it, I had to follow through. Perhaps that was what Sticks had been trying to teach me. It wasn't about how loudly you swore your oath or how scared words you used. It was whether or not you meant it and whether your promise was worth making. Hold on, I told myself. To both the rock and the lessons, my arms seemed to become more sustainable. My body felt more real. The lines of light wove together until my form was a mesh of solid gold. Was it just as last hopeful hallucination, or did I actually pull myself up? And then he wakes up in Olympus, the end. <laughs> yes, that's, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Imagine being told, like, hey... Did you learn your lesson? Did you know what what it means to like make a promise? And Apollo's just like dangling over the edge of existence, and he's like, "Yes, I learned. I'll behave, ma'am. Good. Now, 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 get yourself out of this situation. Bring yourself back to existence. <laughs> like that's a weird one. Um, in not- what way? In the part where he's literally dangling into non-existence." In the part where that's the punishment. Yeah. Uh, I mean, pretty much, isn't it implied that, like, everyone who died, that's the punishment? Everything that went wrong, that's the punishment. Apollo having to learn to, like, carry the weight of his word with him is the punishment. Something like that. Yeah. It's just, it literally, it's the, um, it's, he basically goes, I realized that she hadn't done anything. It was all me. Yeah. What was the punishment for being on the river? Like, did he get punished? Or was his punishment to learn a lesson? Like, (laughs) maybe the punishment was the friends we made along the way. Actually, that's too real. That's too real because all the people he likes (laughs) dies. The punishment literally was the friends he made along the way. Jeez. (laughs) That was the punishment. He had to make friends to both. Some of them had to die. Some of them. Had to get mortally wounded. Some of them had to force him to see the world in a different way. Yeah, so, I mean, once he becomes a god again, the punishment, like, dies with him. The oath dies because, I mean, now he's a god. The conditions of the oath, original oath, had been met. So so the only real question is now, okay, so with all the information that we don't really know, um, how do these work? But you got any theories of how all this works? You got any ideas? I mean, we've gone through all the evidence. We've gone through all the evidence, and like, especially comparing it from like actual mythological swears on the River Styx to what it's like in the Percy Jackson books, the general idea is still there. Making an oath over the River Styx is some is very very heavy. Like, there's a part in Son of Neptune where when Percy is making his deal with Phineas. He pauses to ask Hazel, hey, with everything that's going on with death right now, is making a swear on the river stick still, you know, binding? And Hazel, without hesitation, says, yes, it is. It's it's like to break such an oath, and she doesn't even finish the thought. Because just just the implication alone is is enough to carry what the weight of breaking this oath would be. I still think that maybe Six should have actually punished Apollo and not punished the people around him. But, you know, that's just my opinion. Yeah. 
So, like, I've uh, it, uh, I've come to the conclusion that Styx is a uh, head teacher and they can do what they like. <laughs> um, they do whatever they want. They can punish the person. There's no definitive punishment. No. It's just probably going to be really painful and either you're not going to make it out alive or you're going to make it out a changed person. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I think that's the motto. Yeah, I would say that, yeah. What doesn't kill you makes you makes you stronger, but I will try and launch things at you that will kill you very like it's going to be difficult for you to learn your lesson. Yeah. I'm going to for, I'm going to force you to learn your lesson as quick as possible in the worst way possible. Yeah. I like when you take an oath, doesn't matter whose oath, like the whole... So basically, because you take an oath on the river sticks, it's up to them how you're judged. Like, hmm. they're now the judge, jury, and executioner. Because, yeah, um, I mean, the, the only other big oath... You get it in the Hidden Oracle with the, the geysers, geezers, where they say that if you break the oath, you will die in boiling water and your skin will be ripped off you, or something along those lines. Yeah. Not very nice, really. So, basically, sticks will do their worst to make you feel pain, both physically and emotionally. But she can do this however she likes. It's up to her. Do whatever they want. It's all them. And that's it. And I think this also helps with the tiniest of plot hole, which I, in the in Sea of Monsters, with the Annabeth Percy Protection Oath, because they come up with a loophole of going well, I'm just going to come with you then, and then I'll be protecting you. Um, and I feel like it, it's 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 them going, we all want to do this, but I've made this oath. And Six is like, yeah, go on then. <laughs> is, is that oath still going on? Was it just for the quest of Sea of Monsters, or does Annabeth have to protect Percy for, like, the rest of her life? See, that's the other thing with that one. It isn't <laughs> actually... A defined timeline for it, <laughs> um, but like uh, there's the there's these great theory. There's the great theory. Have you put, you've you've seen these theories about mm-hmm. um, the knife stab in the lost last Olympian and that oath? Yeah, that that sort of like nullified the contract, I guess. Like because the oath still existed mm-hmm. theoretically because it didn't have a time limit on it, yeah. and they still had to protect Percy. Yeah. So the oath kicked in and forced her to jump in front of the knife. It's like a fun way, fun way to think about it. It's le- I might be a little less emotionally impactful, but you know. So at the end of the day, Owen, do we understand how making a swear over the river sticks works? I mean, yeah, kind of. It's what happens afterwards is basically questionable still, but I think it's questionable. In, yeah, it's a good way. It's a good way questionable. Where it's yeah. up to them. They do what they want. Yeah. And depending on who you are, I think Apollo got gets off relatively lightly because he's he's got quite he's a god and he's got quite a lot of um quite a lot of jurisdiction. So if he did actually die and never came back, it might have some implications on the world. Yeah. But Styx doesn't really want to happen because she did fight for this world. Mm. The whole reason she has the her oaths in the first place was because she joined the gods first. Yeah. Or the Olympians first. They're all gods. I'm just thinking how if Rick had adapted the like actual mythological rules of a god breaking uh, the, the oath on the river sticks, how Apollo 
would just be like, okay, I broke, I li- literally day one br- br- breaks his oath and it would be like, okay, well, I'm trying to, I have to defeat his, um, yeah, Python. The other thing is, these are, these are all, he's also mortal at this point. Yeah, but it would be like, he has, he has to defeat Python, but like, even if he became a god again, he would just like have to freeze up for a year, not speak, not breathe. Then get exiled. He's already exiled. And it's just like, there, there, there would be no point. He would just be like, well, I'm already exiled on top of my exile. I mean, it's like, what, what would happen to Zeus and Poseidon after they had, after, after those two? They are literally, they wouldn't, the stories wouldn't exist. No, they wouldn't. So I, I guess, I guess it's good that Rick's adaptation is like, what if? they didn't get punished <laughs> what if gods get off lightly they all their kids get killed instead that's their punishment but they don't really have emotional attachment yeah so that doesn't affect them so much sad times my my is this what you feel like at the end of your episodes because my brain feels like what is what is everything what is what is you ours <laughs> how's us Right then, uh, Robert, plug stuff, go. Oh, hi, yeah. I do things. I am the damn meme page on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I mainly use Instagram these days because I'm too lazy to consistently tweet and TikTok, but it's at the damn meme page, damn spelled D-A-M. I also have a Riot Universe podcast that hasn't updated since December. It's called Into the Riot Universe. We look at the books that aren't a part of the Camp Half-Blood Chronicles. Uh, more recently in p- my podcasting career, I joined a bunch of other Riot Inverse podcasters to talk about Once Upon a Time, the ABC show that is essentially edgy fairy tales. So if you want to listen to that, that is uh, that, that podcast is called Entering Storybrook. And that is all that I do. That is the end. The end. That is all the plugs. They are the plugs. That is the plugs. Thanks for coming on, Robert. Thank you for having me and for taking my brain through the grinder. That's what we do here. Right now, <laughs> I shall uh, run the Thank you for indulging this theory. If you have any comments on this theory or theories of your own that you want me to discuss, you can email them through to foo.t.mist at gmail.com. Or you can follow the Instagrams at through underscore this. Remember to like the podcast, follow the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, whatever you have to do to get the podcast out there. I've been Owen, and come back next time as we see through the mist. Yeah, I did.